Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. I'm Holly Johnson, and each Tuesday I get together with my colleague Molly Pickering to share what we've been eating, what's got us thinking, and the new products that are worth trying. And don't miss our Thursday podcast, where we chat to some of the leading names in veganism. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you hit the subscribe button as it helps us to rate in the charts. It also means you'll be alerted to every new episode of your favourite podcast. Well, today I'm joined by Claire Every, uh, otherwise known as the Little London Vegan. It's so great to have you on the show, Claire. How are you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really well. I'm really, really well. I'm just about ready for winter to be over now. Um, but <laughs> I'm fine. I am. I am like so done with it from literally as soon as Christmas is over. That's it. I'm ready for like summer. I know. I grew up in Australia. So this is really, I, I feel like I should have gotten used to it by now, but still I'm just like, mm, winter's really long. <laughs> yes, it is. This is the worst bit. I mean, yeah, you need to sort of go back over to Australia, I reckon during this period. No, I am. I'm about to go over next month, so I really shouldn't complain. <laughs> I follow you on social media and um, you're just sort of a, a breath of fresh air. You brighten up everyone's feeds with your sort of smiley, happy Aww. face and your amazing array of um, dishes that you, you you sort of go out and taste test. It must be the best job ever. <laughs> Honestly, I actually think it is. I really would struggle to find a job that I could enjoy more than this. It's so great. <laughs> the best thing is, I just never thought it was going to be a job. Like, though, it's just when I first started doing it, like being an influencer wasn't even like an influencer wasn't a thing. So, yeah, I just I've been as surprised as everyone else. So, I'm just going with it. I'm just hoping it never ends. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's everyone's dream, isn't it? Earning money from kind of you know their Instagram account or whatever. We'll get onto that in a minute. Tell us about your journey into veganism then. Presumably you haven't been vegan all your life. 
No, actually very far from it. I would say <clears throat> I was probably one of the biggest meat eaters I knew probably about four years ago. And I remember, I distinctly remember saying to someone when someone came around for dinner, they were veggie. And I was like, that's so weird. Like, that's just such an odd thing to do. Um, and I think my friends and family were quite surprised when I decided to go vegan. But it was, I mean, it's the classic story, really. I just, I watched a few documentaries and I had my eyes opened a little bit. And I thought, mm, maybe I could actually be doing something a little bit more than I'm doing here. Um, so I really just went for it. But it wasn't an overnight success story. Like it did take me quite a long time, you know, back and forth. I tried to give up fish and then it would be cheese and I would go back to it. And, you know, I'm, I have a lot of respect for the people that did it 25 years ago. Cause I thought four years ago, it was hard when you couldn't get a sandwich in a supermarket. So <laughs> I have no idea how people did it like 25 years ago, but yeah, it took me a little while to, to come around to it. But um, yeah, I think it's been about three and a half, four years now. Yeah, so it must be about the same time as me then. How strange. Oh, really? Yeah. It's <laughs> on the bandwagon. And like you, I, I never thought I'd go vegan or veggie because no. even though I wanted to go veggie, I just didn't want to kind of say, I, I kind of felt like as soon as I said that, that was it. I couldn't ever eat a prawn yeah. again or a piece of, you know, fish or whatever. And everyone would kind of be like, oh, well, you're not vegetarian anymore because you ate this. It's so true. I actually think that's one of the biggest problems with like, or what puts people off of trying veganism or giving it a go is that they think it's, well, I mean, I guess it is, you know, very black and white. So people think, well, if I mess up, then I can't keep trying. Or if I, if I feel like I can't do it for what, for five or seven days a week, then I shouldn't do it at all. And yeah, I kind of, um, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think um, if people can do as much as they can, you know, especially when you're easing in, I think that's the best way to go about it. Certainly for myself, it was. Definitely. Yeah. I think we need as many people as possible sort of doing it imperfectly now, don't we? Definitely. And just trying vegan food, you know, just giving it a go and thinking, oh my God, actually, this does have some flavor, you know, as opposed to what I've been told vegan food is like. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think it should be like. Well, you're definitely proving people wrong if they think that vegan food is boring. I mean, your feed <laughs> is just the most colourful feed ever. When did you set up the Little London Vegan then? Do you know what? I've had the Instagram page for so, so long. I mean, it's it's actually so embarrassing. I don't always admit this, but it actually started out as like a workout page called like Claire's Workouts or something <laughs> equally cringe. Um, and then it eventually went to, I think it was called coconut kitchen and it was focused on recipes. Um, again, like it was still, I was still eating meat at this time. This was probably like eight or nine years ago. And then once I, cause I've always loved restaurants and that's really what I wanted to always post about. I couldn't afford to do it all the time. So, you know, when I went to a restaurant, I'd post about it, but it wasn't a very, you know, it wasn't very updated. It was updated very often. Um, and that was when I was, I changed my name to the Little London Foodie, um, which I have for quite a long time, actually. And then eventually when I went vegan, I switched the name to the Little London Vegan. And it was, it was so funny, actually. I remember when I changed my name, I'd been vegan and I'd been posting vegan food for about maybe six months. And I had quite a lot of people say, I can't believe you've gone vegan. Like, I'm not going to enjoy the, your posts anymore. And I was like, I've been posting about it for six months and you didn't know. So <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Just goes to show. Oh, I'm glad you do that because I've changed the name of my Instagram account. <laughs> have you? Oh, what have, what have you had? What names well, have you had? Well, I've 
I I think I went um I used to work in the wedding industry on wedding oh, titles okay. and so when I kind of went freelance I was like oh I'm gonna have my own wedding blog and but it never really lit my fire you know it never yeah. really kind of like got me got me passionate enough to, mm-hmm. to post about things every day but then I think yeah. when, when you find your thing like I have with veganism I mean still my Instagram is still absolutely rubbish however <laughs> <laughs> obviously I'm doing the podcast and things like that so um, yeah I think it's finding your your passion isn't it oh definitely because I think it's just such a Instagram is such a continuous thing I mean it's a 24-7 job and if you don't enjoy it it will become apparent very quickly um and I see a lot of people burn out because they're doing something that they think people will like but it's not actually what they love so yeah yeah I think it's key I think it's key to be really passionate about what you're posting so how does it work then you presumably get invited along to restaurants in London and other places as well yeah, so mainly um mainly in London, obviously that's sort of my market. But I'm actually I'm actually starting a little bit of a um a series this year where I'm traveling to different cities, probably around the UK to begin with, um, but then also um around the world as well. I've got um I know you know I've got like a Kentucky um tour organized at the you know in, in August later in the year, which explores like five or six different cities. Um, around Europe so that's it's all going to kind of tie into that because I love posting about London and that's my passion but I really think that veganism is kind of nailed here and I want to I want to get people traveling to different places and I want to get different cities around the world realizing that there is a demand for vegan food so that's kind of where I want to go with it um but yeah let's see if my finances can afford it shall we (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing traveling the world blogging about vegan restaurants I know. Sure, don't need like a secretary or something to take along with you. Oh, send me a resume. Yeah, brilliant. I'm in. Um, so let's start with London. Where is? Can you? Could you pick your favorite place? If you, you know, say like you had your best friend, she's coming to stay, or he's coming to stay. They might not even be vegan. Where are you going to take them to really impress them? Do you know what this is? I don't want to say the dreaded question because it's a good question, but it's so hard to pick one place in London which is great because it shows how far veganism has come but we really do just have so many options here at the moment I think if you follow my Instagram it probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to you that I will mention Tofu Vegan um, which is a fully vegan Chinese restaurant in Angel and I think I don't know if it's because I love it so much or because every time I see one of my friends, they're like, can we go to that restaurant that you post about all the time? And I'm like, yeah, I know the one. Um, And I take my friends there, most of whom are not vegan, and they absolutely love it. And I think they've just done it so well. The menu's huge. Um, It's not just veggie dishes. It is like some meat meat imitation dishes as well. So you've kind of got a choice, like whatever path you want to go down. Um, And they've just done really well. They're just fully booked like three weeks in advance all the time now. And I think they've just really hit a niche because everyone loves Chinese food, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow, <laughs> three-week waiting list. That's incredible. I know. It's nuts, isn't it? Absolutely nuts. So is this your full-time job now? Yes, I am officially a professional eater. That is yes. my full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm very, very lucky. Um, but yeah, like I said to you before, I never really thought that it was a possibility that it could be a job. Like I, I ran my page alongside a full-time job for seven or eight years. I worked in advertising and 
it was just a hobby. And then it started to get a little bit busier. And I went down to like part-time at the advertising agency. And then after uh, probably a couple of years, I was like, I'm going to leave. And they were like, yeah, we're not that surprised, to be honest. You're literally <laughs> always doing your blog. So yeah, but it's, it's my full-time job now, which is nuts. I never yeah. get over saying that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a dream job. Um, well, like you were saying, you've partnered with youth travel operator um, Contiki. Yes. On a, a, it's a one-off European vegan foodie trip. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So basically, it's the first ever vegan food trip they've ever run. So I feel really excited and I really want to make it the best trip ever so they do more of them. Um, and it's just a, it's just basically a dream trip, trip for anyone who loves food. I mean, whether you're vegan or not. Um, we're just going to be traveling to lots of amazing cities, tasting vegan food. So we're going to Budapest and Berlin and Vienna and Prague, and it's going to be summer. So it's going to be warm. Um, and we're doing some absolutely amazing things. Like we're, I don't know if you've heard of Eat With. Have you heard of Eat With? They're like a supper club. Um, No, I don't think so. They're so good. I actually posted about them recently. I worked with them um, to tell people about what they do in London. They're so, so cool. Um, and we're actually going to one of those in Berlin. So we'll get to eat with the local people there, which will be really cool. We're also going to one of the world's largest vegan festivals. Um, so it's just going to be a ton of food uh, while we walk around in the sunshine exploring Europe. Like I just, I'm <laughs> life doesn't get much better than that. I know, <laughs> I'll sign you up. Yes. I, I need my secretary to come with me, of course. Well, of course, yes. I'll, you know, <laughs> carry your bags, take notes, whatever you need. <laughs> Do a few shots for Instagram uh, or not, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds absolutely incredible. So which which place would you say, um, if you know, if, if you're sort of going around Europe, um, is the best for vegan food? And which would you say is the perhaps the worst places to avoid? Um, so, I bet, well, I had a big plan to go and travel to lots of different places. Um, and then COVID happened. So I haven't explored as many places as I would like to have done as a vegan, but I have been to Berlin before and I thought their vegan scene was amazing. Like just Mm. so many options there. Um, And just, it's just a very cool place, isn't it? It just, the whole city is just like East London. Yeah. Um, I really liked it there. So I'm looking forward to going back there. Um, Worst, I would say I had to go to the South of France a few times for work and I was in Cannes and oh my goodness, it was so bad that I actually went to a pizza restaurant and ordered a vegan pizza, which was called The Vegan. And it came out and it was vegetarian. It had cheese all over it. And I was just like, oh, we've got such a long way to go. So maybe I know Paris is getting a lot better. But yeah, I guess I guess it's the same in many countries. You know, once you get out of the city, it does get a little bit harder. Um, So this is why I guess this trip is going to be so good because you just you don't have to think about anything. It's kind of all, it's kind of all planned for you. You don't have to worry about what you can eat and looking at a menu for three weeks before you visit the country. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to um, Barcelona or Barcelona uh, for my sister's Hendu a few years ago, actually. And um, there's, there's a few good places there, but it was tricky because some of us were meat eaters and some of us were veggies. Some of us were vegan. Uh, so it's trying to find it. places where people can get their, I don't know, vodka, prawns or whatever they do you know tapas and yeah. I could have some nice vegan food but it, we did yeah. all right actually it was pretty good it's pretty oh know. good I've heard Barcelona's come quite a long way like I feel I feel like every year and um, these cities just improve and improve and improve so I'd really be interested to go back to Barcelona 
Yeah. I kind of, one of the, I work with a brand, like a, a vegan chicken brand called um, Ayora. I think that's right. And um, they're, they're based in Barcelona and they're making big moves over there and like transforming the scene. So I think in a few years time, it's not going to be too far from London, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. Is that, <laughs> is that H-U-E-R-A? Yes, that, well done. Uh, so I love those guys, but I <laughs> did not ever know how to pronounce it before. So now I do. Thank you. Honestly, I went on a trip with like a PR trip with them where they were showing us, you know, all about their products. And it took me a good five days to get it. And I was like, this is actually quite embarrassing at this point. because I've now been here for five days and I still couldn't pronounce it. So I felt quite ignorant, really. But I think I've got it now. Ayara. 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 So what tips would you give to vegans when they're out and about? Like you said, it's become a lot easier, even just in the last four years. But sometimes, I mean, even now, you know, I can be out um, with my daughter just out shopping or something in in the UK. And Mm. it's not always easy just to stop at a cafe, is it, and get something. So what tips would you give people, whether they're going on an airplane or whatever, just when people are out and about? Yeah, I think... um... When you're out and about in the UK, it's tough. Like I've heard, I've heard a couple of rumors about sites like um, ve- the vegan scanners, where you can kind of go into a supermarket and scan a QR code, and it will tell you if it's vegan. I mean, I think when you've been vegan for a while, you get so used to scanning those, like in supermarkets, you get so used to looking for the items in bold, the ingredients in bold, so you know what to look out for. But it can be quite overwhelming at first. I think with restaurants and cafes, it's a lot easier now. I mean, I I use Happy Cow a lot. Yeah. which I think is so handy, um, not just when I'm overseas, but also in the UK. Um, it's super, super handy. Obviously, shameless plug, bloggers like myself are putting together guides all the time, telling people where you can and can't go. Like, I've got a map on my website for London um, and every other city that I've visited in the UK and across the world as well, which has, you know, the place I've gone to, so you can easily find where you are and where things are and they're categorized. And But um I, I actually, I, I'm a bit of a nerd, I guess. I spend quite a long time like researching places I'm going to eat for my trips away. And then I make a little spreadsheet and it's all, yeah, it's, it's all done very professionally. But I like to know before I go, because I, there's nothing worse than getting to a place and thinking I can't find any good vegan options. And then you settle for like a soggy, I don't know, vegetable burger or something. And I just think, oh, yeah. I just I think it's worth that extra hour to just go through and figure out where the good places are. But if you're in a hurry, Happy Cow is amazing. Like it's such a handy tool. It's just an app that you can go onto and and see what's around you and what your options are. So so handy. Yeah, I love planning ahead now. Like looking at the menu and thinking about what I'm going to have. It's sort of part of the fun. But like you say, yeah, there's nothing worse than getting somewhere and just have that. Especially if you're with meat eaters and they're like, "Oh, can you eat that? Can you eat this?" And yeah. I just I want to say I can eat it, but I don't. I'm yes. not going to. Like it's not. Yeah, I d- I didn't want a mushroom risotto. Okay. <laughs> exactly one thing I always think when I see your Instagram post is what do you do with all the food because you sometimes you have like about 10-15 dishes don't you what happens to it all I think this is a really valid question and I actually I used to get kind of annoyed when people asked it because I but now I quite like it because I see and I have met a lot of bloggers who who order lots of food and who don't eat it and I've always been very big on not wasting food so whenever I go to a restaurant you know it's a tricky one because the restaurant wants me to advertise the food that's on their menu so 
I have to I have to advertise the food that's on their menu. And of course, I want to try as much of their food as possible to tell people whether I can recommend it or not. Um, and so I bring I always bring someone with me who can help me with the photos, you know, whenever I can. Um, and the leftovers always come home with me as well. So that means I, I always get people saying, like, can you post what you eat when you're at home? And I'm like, not really, because it's pretty much just always leftovers. <laughs> It's well, just living off leftovers. Um, but if that, you know, I've had a lot of times where I don't take the food home and I maybe see someone on the way home that needs food more than I do and I'll give it away to them. But they always get they always get eaten or given away or looked after. But yeah, I, I think there is a bit of a, um, a bad trend in the influencer world where people do things for show and maybe they don't they don't look after the leftovers. So that is a bit of a gripe for me. And I can totally understand why people want to know what happens to the food so yeah that's what happens to mine just always eating (laughs) (laughs) never need to cook that's it yeah (laughs) it's tricky isn't it because um myself and my co-host molly we get sent a lot of products to try and whilst you know we don't get such huge amounts that we can't eat it all it does Mm -hmm. come sometimes in a, a terrible amount of packaging oh yeah. yeah it might be like one little I don't know pack of cheese or a pack of biscuits and it's literally in this huge box with all this plastic yeah. I mean some places are amazing but yeah no that's the other thing as well is it often comes from like a brand that considered itself quite eco-friendly and it comes in a lot of packaging so I don't really take on that many packages now um for you know if it's unless it's a restaurant I don't really take anything on because I was struggling to get through it but um there is a really good app called um, Olio. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Oh, yeah, I think I have heard oh, of one. It's amazing. I use it all the time. I probably say I use it weekly where you can just go on and upload, um, I don't know, say you have like a tin of beans that you're just not going to eat and you think, oh, I don't. it's going to go out of date soon, so I need to get rid of them before they go out of date. You can just put it up on this app and people in your neighbourhood will just say, I want to come and collect this and they'll come and collect it from your door. Um, so it's such a good way to tackle food waste. Um, I've been using it loads now and I just just think it's brilliant. And sometimes you'll get people coming from, um, uh, homeless shelters. So, um, that people will come and collect maybe something in bulk or they'll go out for the day and just collect loads of food from different people around the neighborhood. It's such a good idea. I think, I I feel like they're just going to keep growing and growing that company. Absolutely brilliant idea. I guess I'm sort of, um, in, in a small town in the South of, um, the UK, Uh, I'm a bit sort of out of the loop with some of these things um it's sort of less populated however yeah I do sometimes think you know if you buy I don't know you get a celeriac or something and you're like yeah how am I going to get through all of this like we're going to eat celeriac for a week so (laughs) you could say you know half a celeriac anyone want it yeah honestly if you put that on olio be gone within minutes yeah okay (laughs) yeah we'll all have to download that so if we want to book onto your tour with Contiki, how do we go about it? How much is it? When is it? Tell us all the details. You can go to the Contiki website. Um, I've also got a link that um, you can find on the bio of my Instagram. It's from the 20th to the 27th of August. So it's eight days. And I think at the moment they've got it at a slightly reduced price. So it's £1,241. Uh, and the only thing it excludes is uh, the external flight. So all the traveling within the trip is covered. Um, and I just I just think it's going to be so fun. I really can't wait. It'd be so nice just to be traveling again, just to be with other people, in, you know, in different countries and feeling like we're back into the normal world. I can't wait. 
definitely I think we all deserve a treat don't we some sun some travel meeting new people loads of vegan food I mean what could be better honestly (laughs) I can't wait I want to do it now (laughs) oh it's been so lovely to chat to you at last Claire I I sort of wanted to get you on for a while but due to various things happening we haven't so um yeah I'm glad we got to chat and uh yeah Everyone head over and follow Claire for a daily dose of sunshine and delicious food. (laughs) Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. Well, that's it for this week from the Simply Vegan podcast. Myself and Molly will be back on Tuesday. And next Thursday, I'm very excited to be chatting to Patrick Faboumian from the Game Changers movie. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.